everyone. Welcome to the Legacy Cafe podcast with your host, Rob Lucy, author of the book, How Will You Be Remembered? The Definitive Guide to Creating and Sharing Your Life Story. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and find yourself a seat in the Legacy Cafe. Here's Rob. Thanks, Kathy. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Lucy, and thanks for joining us. A little story. I live on the Pacific Coast, beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, when I was a kid, my father had a picture of his grandparents. These were my great-grandparents. They came over from Ireland. I didn't know when, and I didn't know a heck of a lot about them. But just a few months ago, we went to Halifax, Nova Scotia, Pier 21, where they came in from. And I found out in about 15 minutes a whole bunch of stuff. That the year they came in, the name of the ship they came on, they came across with seven children. They settled in northern Ontario. And it kind of lit the bug for me to do a little genealogical work. That is, find out where my family tree is and how it's growing and where it started. Well, the lady who can tell us about genealogy is Billy Fogarty. She's the president of the Association of Professional Genealogists. And I think Billy's in Oklahoma City. Are you there, Billy? That I am. I am well, in Oklahoma City. Just before we get going with you know, what is genealogy and how do we do it and why bother, I have the most important question for you. Okay. Did you find any weird ones in your family tree? <laughs> of course. If you haven't found some uh, disreputable characters in your family tree, you haven't searched far enough. Everybody's got one. Everyone has a black sheep, uh, a story they wish wasn't true. Uh, those are what make the family interesting. So uh, don't hide them in the closet anymore. Bring them out and uh, appreciate them for what they are. They add a little spice to your family. Let's go fly the helicopter high. What's, what is genealogy? How, do you, how, how would you describe it for somebody who just thinks it's a simple family tree and that's it? Um. Well, it is a, a, a relationship uh, of families, and that's what's basically important, is connecting the one generation to the next. Uh, but because it's a family, and all families are uh, a little bit messy, as, as we've already alluded to, if you don't get the stories, if you don't get some of the facts and the character, the, the spice in the family story, then you have something that just makes everybody's eyes roll if you try to tell them about it. But if you tell them about what that person really was like, what they did that was maybe unique or perhaps uh, it gave a reason for you to be where you are and doing what you're doing, that then becomes a story that people want to hear, the grandchildren will want to hear it, the, the family won't fall asleep when you're trying to tell them about their family. No, because most people may, or well, some people may think that genealogy is really just you know, a bunch of death records and marriage records. Where do, you, where do you go to find the stories? What can be there that can bring up those stories? Sometimes those stories are in those death records and in those marriage records and in those census records. If you look deeply enough and carefully enough and don't skip over what you're actually seeing, uh, we get so focused in on the names and the dates and the places because that's what we want to fill out. What we fail to see, for instance, on that census record is uh, to look at it and say, oh, 
well, the family had a radio or they didn't have a radio and everyone else did. Now, how does that tie in? Well, what's it, what's it say about their economic situation or about what was available at the time at the space where they were? So it's, it's much more than just looking at a document to, uh, to get the facts, but figuring out why those facts are there and, and what do they say to us. You know, one of my uh, good friends, uh, I loved interviewing his grandfather. Um, he called him Pops, and Pops would always tell the most amazing stories. And when he would start in with one of his stories, uh, my friend would say, uh, Pops was that, and he'd, he'd try to get the actual uh, date and place of it. And Pops would always, with his very gruff voice, say, don't ruin a good story with the facts. He mm -hmm. just wanted to tell the story. And sometimes those stories that are handed down may not be completely full of facts, but they tell us so much about what's going on in that person and their grandparents and sometimes their parents, what was going on in their lives. And so it adds that. So we want to be sure that we get those stories before it's too late. Um, the other places that we can go to find out about what a person was really like is to look at what, what organizations did they belong to? Um, were they mostly religious? Were they work-related? Were they a group that uh, worked Ed educational in uh, uh, format? Was it something that mostly was to get together and have fun? Take a look at each of those and then study what you're finding to figure out what really made that person tick. So you've, um, in talking to Pops, I get that because we're very aware and very keen on on these real stories being part of the legacy you leave behind so your descendants will know a heck of a lot more about you. Mm -hmm. But um, in finding the stories then of people that have gone before us, you're suggesting then find out where they belonged, what the kind of how, who they hung out with, the organizations they belonged to, and then you can string together a story saying this is the person who who we uh, came before us. Yes, we uh, we don't live in uh, isolation without uh, people around us and and with groups, and our ancestors didn't either. They didn't move usually by themselves. They would. Uh, you know, our, our vision, our Hollywood image of, of family is that they go off, everybody's an individualist and they are, you know, self-made and all of this, but reality is much different than that. Usually they traveled in groups. Uh, they needed to be together to, uh, to help each other, to support each other, uh, just ba for basic human uh, interaction that's a need that we have as well so study not only your ancestor but who was around them who did they marry uh, you'll often find when you're looking at these you will find that um, brothers will marry sisters or uh, family members will marry cousins that's not as unusual as as we sometimes think so uh, look at who they associated with and what groups they were involved in. 
to get a better picture of who that person was. If somebody's listening to us now and is, is curious and wants to get started, <clears throat> what step do they take? What's the, where, do you, where do you get going in this? What could be a monster project? Where do you start? Well, uh, basically, everyone wants to start uh, with grandfather uh, or someone other than themselves. But we always say start with yourself and work your way backwards one generation at a time. We also say start, say start with the known and work toward the unknown. Don't leap off without knowing something uh, to begin with. There's a... Uh, a one-page uh, form that you you see um, that's part of this project uh, or this program and you can see that it does start with the known and works your way uh, toward the unknown then as you go by we we do use tools we use uh, pedigree charts and family group records and research logs that we put information down on to keep track because once you start, if you just have little bits of paper or, uh, as I like to sometimes describe, if it's a napkin you've written on at the restaurant, it's not going to hold up very well. Mm -hmm. So you need, to, uh, you need to keep a road map. You wouldn't start a long journey uh, without knowing where you were going and that those pedigree charts help us to know how people are related. Uh, you you wouldn't get very far without having some kind of a, a way to get from one generation to another, and that's what we use. Billy, when you get really deep into a, a genealogical tree for a family, is it? Do you sometimes find out things that aren't quite exactly true? There's some bubbles being burst when you when you get into the facts and uh, some bubbles that the families maybe held on to for years and um, years. Almost always. Um, I won't say always, just because. Uh, but I've not, I have not met a family uh, story yet that didn't have some surprises in it. Um, sometimes those are substantial, uh, and sometimes those are just minor little details that aren't aren't quite what the family remembered. Sometimes those family mem uh, memories uh, that are handed down are are substantial enough to make it to where the family gets a real shock. I remember one of the, the stories that uh, I, I, I researched. I was asked to, uh, <clears throat> for a client to research their family story of their ancestor coming on the Trail of Tears. Uh, and of course, they were wanting to know what Indian tribe they were a member of. and. Um, I, I took the case knowing full well that a uh, finding the actual uh, person enumerated uh, to be on the Trail of Tears is, is a very a difficult assignment and there aren't very many that are actually on there. But uh, I had uh, good news and bad news for the, uh, the client. The good news is I did find his ancestor listed on the uh, those who made the trek on the Trail of Tears. The bad news was he was wearing a blue uniform and he was one of the soldiers escorting the, uh, the tribe to mm -hmm. uh, Oklahoma. Not exactly what they wanted to hear and not exactly how they had uh, identified with that particular story. 
Is there ever emotion, emotion that creeps up when you find some of these facts? Oh, yes. Uh, I, in, in uh, talking with uh, new uh, professional genealogists who are coming into the field, I always advise them, if they're meeting with clients, be sure you have a box of Kleenex because Why? You, you will need it. Uh, when you huh. present the information to the families, uh, so many times, uh, in fact, it's more often than not, when you give the information to uh, the person, they are overwhelmed with emotion, and uh, you, they usually end up with tears. And, and that's, be that's because they now have a sense of where they came from and their roots are deeper? or how, how Yes, yes, very much so. One, one client I had after a, an extensive project, I was uh, giving the <clears throat> report and t showing her some of the things and, and the uh, client just burst into tears and the comment she made was, I knew my grandmother only as an old grumpy woman. You've shown me what she was really like and how she was such a vibrant, interesting, uh, remarkable young woman. And mm. it, it, was, it was something that she didn't expect and uh, she, was, she was quite overcome. And that's typical with a lot of the stories. I, sometimes people will ask me about the, uh, <clears throat> the shows that have genealogy and they'll have the stars and they'll show them theirs and there's sometimes tears there and they often, people will say, is that real? And I say, yes, it is. It's, it's as real as anything that's part of their lives. It's, a, it's finding out things that make you what you are. And it's such a, an overwhelming surprise to most people to understand what families have gone through to be where we are today. Let's go from emotion to science. Everybody's heard about the DNA test. I've had mine done, and I don't have the exact um, percentages. But, of course, you find out you're 23% African, 16% Mideast, et cetera, et cetera, 12% Irish, which is, I think, my end one. What has the whole DNA thing done to genealogy? Has it helped it or hindered it or taken it to a new road? It, it is helping it tremendously, um, mostly because we have been able to break through some of those brick walls that we have by finding uh, relatives and finding uh, genetic matches. It also has brought a bunch of surprises with uh, people who thought they were one thing and they find out that uh, who they thought was their parents or grandparents or, or however far down the line isn't quite so. And so some families have, have had a rather, uh, a, a, a rather severe jolt to their mm. family lineage. It, it has broadened what we do um, in that it, it has brought people together who didn't uh, have any understanding that that there was a connection there and uh, that, that's been surprising. One of the things that um, it has done for professional genealogists 
uh, and, and to a, a bunch of members in the Association of Professional Genealogists, is it just brought them more work. Because as people do those tests, they want to find out more. Well, if you just have that DNA test without any of the documents lining up <clears throat> who these people are, um, then you really, you're just at the beginning point. And mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to be able to point to that Irish person or that English person and say, okay, this is how it fits and this is where we go. So it's, it's really changed the, the, uh, the landscape and, and made a, a, whole new, uh, a whole new group of specialists in the DNA. Yep. Tell me about the Association of Professional Genealogists. I mean, who, who goes in, what they do, how do you become a, a professional, that sort of thing. Give me a brief description of what the, the value of your member uh, belonging to that organization is. Sure. Um, APG, or the Associ Association of Professional Genealogists, uh, is we will be celebrating our 40th anniversary next year. Uh, we have approximately 2,800, 2,900 uh, members. Uh, we are in 40 countries, members in 40 different countries, uh, all sorts of languages. Uh, to join, uh, we uh, sign a code of ethics, uh, agree to abide by that. We also agree to uh, continuing education, and each year our members uh, uh, turn in their uh, what they've done as far as continuing to improve their skills, to uh, broaden their knowledge base. Do you have a, a PDF or anything you could get people started with that we can, uh, we can give our listeners? Uh, yes, uh, I have uh, sent that uh, and I believe you'll be putting that on uh, your website. You sent one to us, terrific. And that, what, what will that do for me, the brand new The brand new one? The brand new family tree guy. How would this help me out? It, it will it, it will say go go in this order uh, start mm -hmm. here uh, learn these things uh, interview it it's just an overview basically of what we do and how we get the information that we gather in order to figure out who people are and what their their genealogy really is just one la one last thing why bother why would I bother doing this what's what's in it for for me and my family the most important thing is that most people simply want to know who they are, where they came from, how in the world did you get to Canada, uh, Western Canada? Why in the world would your family be there? And uh, how does that affect you? Did it make, uh, did it make your life uh, different in any way? I can remember when I started becoming interested in it, uh, I had a, uh, my grandfather had a small little book that a family member had done that was a, a genealogy. And in looking at it, I believe I was 10 years old, fifth grade, we had studied the American Revolution. And uh, so I, in looking at this book, I could trace my grandfather and his father and his grandfather and all of these things that I was finding 
But of course, you know, you always want to go back to the, the first in the book. And as I did, I found that his ancestor <clears throat> was Peyton B. Cornwell, born in 1774 in Virginia. And I thought, huh, he would have been alive during the American Revolution. He would have been a, a child and basically a, about like I was. And I remember the question, I wonder if it affected his life. And so it, that question, I didn't immediately start searching for that question, but it was there later when I started uh, a, a real research into my family history. And uh, it, it took me a while. I, I did learn what it, uh, what it did and how it affected his life. And that was something that was uh, kind of a burning question there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, this has been terrific. I now know the value is I'll find out where they came from, where they went, how they got here, all the stories they may have, and how, those, how this maybe affected me. And of course, some truths found and some bubbles burst, which would be a, a whole bunch of fun to, to, uh, to get into. We've been chatting with Billy Fogarty, who's the president of the Association of Professional Genealogists. And Billy's going to leave on, this, on the Legacy Cafe site a PDF that'll get you started in your family tree hunt. And you can go to LegacyCafe.org forward slash APG forward slash APG. Billy, thank you very much. It's been, it's been terrific. And I've, I think we probably excited the imagination of a, a few folks who want to know yeah, where they came from and how this may have affected their lives. Thank you for the time. Thank you, Rob. We will um, maybe chat with you again. This is a big, deep subject, and uh, there's lots in it. So, uh, Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> don't go far away. Thank you very much. Thank I'm you. I'm Rob Lucy. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is the Legacy Cafe, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Cafe podcast. We have lots of great conversations coming your way. And by the way... If you want us to send you reminders that a new podcast is ready for you, go to LegacyCafe.org to subscribe. That's LegacyCafe.org. Have a great day, and remember, the coffee and conversations are always hot at the Legacy Cafe. Mm -hmm.